Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to our YouTube channel. And, of course, we're on Spotify mm -hmm. and Apple Music, of mm -hmm. course. But welcome to What's the Topic Again? This episode is going to be near and dear to both of us mm -hmm. because by the time that you see this episode, it's going to be Black History Month. <laughs> so what we're going to do as far as Black History Month, we're going to start showing some recognition to some people that we haven't heard of. And um, we're like basically going to like add that element to it for like the next, I think, three, three four weeks. Yeah, yeah so we'll do that. Uh, specifically also on top of that, we're still going to keep our regular schedule programming, of right, course. Right, right. But it's just a little, add a little, little seasoning, a little salt pepper tea. <laughs> and then I'm thinking to maybe just do an extra episode mm -hmm, this month mm -hmm. and just dedicate that whole episode. Either an extra episode, extra, like, and it'll probably be, like, unlisted or something for y'all to right. watch it, like, on the community tab and stuff like that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Or an even I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So. Or, or either we can do YouTube short, or either it'll be on our website. We'll figure it out when it and we get there. Uh, you see, that's why we we authentic because stuff is just rolling through my head right now. <laughs> Black history is every day, mm -hmm. it and is. I'm going to take on what Tom Jorna did. He did something every single day when he had his, the Tom Jorna morning show for Black History every day. Like he said, black history is every single day. Although they dedicate a month for black history month, black history is every day. Everybody mm -hmm. history is every day. Mm -hmm. But black history is every day. So if we can start just putting a little tidbit into each one of the episodes, I don't care if we just give them five minutes. Yeah. We'll give them five minutes of recognition mm -hmm. um, during each episode. And trust me, it's so many people out yeah. there that contributed to black history. And I don't care if it's a kid doing a lemonade stand, raising money for copes in the community. They are contributing to their community as far as yeah. black history. Yeah. So we, we, we would do that. And I mean, especially, you know, because sometimes I do feel like kind of bad for giving y'all like, here, have like a 40-minute episode, you know. Right. And adding that extra element for uh, just people to hear because we are an educational podcast too. Right. Not only educational on the sense of just our own personal bring-ups and stuff like that, but also just in general, we do research and stuff like that from right. time to time. And doing that, in my opinion, will definitely uh, not only educate people, but open, have people with open minds and open hearts when right. hearing and other people's it's, stories. It's going to open your eyes to people that you haven't even heard of in history yeah. that made great contributions mm -hmm. to certain areas mm -hmm. um, in history to medicine, to um, as far as history, to the science, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. As far as educational-wise, yeah, yeah. um, beauty-wise, yeah. you know, um, gave their contribution to that, made great strides in the industry as far as that, mm -hmm. but weren't given that recognition mm -hmm. at that time. So, yes, I'm going to be doing my research on that. And I'll I'm probably gonna make do sure, a few things, too. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that those people are recognized mm -hmm. on our podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have been recognized on other podcasts in two minutes, three minutes or whatever, yeah. but I'm going to give them some time and give recognition. And, and later on in the podcast today, I'm going to pull up two women mm -hmm. as far as medicine that, that were the first 
black women to be in those particular positions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring up those two women. And trust me, I hadn't even heard of them. Hadn't even heard of them. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when we talk about great strides, when it comes down in the medical field, it's always about the men. Of course, of course. So I was was looking to pay homage to the women. Mm -hmm. So I I went and I found these two young ladies, and I'm calling them young, Mm -hmm. these two young ladies that were the first in their field when it came down to that. So we're going to talk about motivation, and those things motivate me as well. Yeah. So today it's going to be about motivation, and then we'll give uh, these young ladies uh, their time at the end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. But what motivates me on a daily basis, what motivates me, see little quotes and things that I've picked up. specifically on the sense of things that we, people, the things that we just personally write down. Right. And just, you know, certain things just in our life that just motivates us to, like, even get up every day. You know what I mean? Right. So it might be a touchy subject for some people. I know it's going to be for me because, uh, as you see, somebody that's not motivated to do a lot of things. Right. Even still to this day, I'm like, I'll still be lazy from time to time, but it's not like I'll be, like, and you I see how we jumped into the topic without even introducing ourselves? Because ah! right? <laughs> I, I just went straight to the topic, but I am your co-host, Deborah Love. And I am your other co-host, Imaria Love, a.k.a. Mars on the Internet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that is okay. This let this lets you know how excited we are, excited we we are, are about excited this topic, to this. How, how we got up earlier yeah. to do some things. Um. Lately, I've been up no later than 8 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes yeah. I wake up at 3 or 4, but I, trust me, I go right back to sleep. So <laughs> like it's too early. But I know some people, they start at 3 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I have my alarm set at 5.30 this morning. I hit that thing on snooze so fast and went back to sleep. Yeah. Then wake back up until 8.30. So. Yeah, I got around about 7.30 this morning. Eastern Standard Time, that's for us. Yeah, you know, yeah. For other people, that's, that's still like 4.30, 530 Yeah, I'm like, it's different in the for them. Yeah, but... Yep, we're going to take a break, and we'll get back into the podcast. (laughs) And we are back. We're back. For that brief moment, you have no idea what we're doing behind the scenes, but (laughs) she probably threw a little blooper. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. But uh, who wants to start? You want me to start? You can start. Okay. You can start. I I mean, I have certain people that motivate me. Of course, I told... always will say that you motivate me as a person all the time. Y'all see the hair. For the people uh, that are listening to the podcast anyway, I have braids in my hair. You did a good job. Uh, but what are they called? French curl braids. This is my first attempt. Don't you dare say I look ignorant right now because I ain't finished yet. But I pulled it up in a ponytail and she do look pretty anyway yeah, for what it is. Good. And plus as well, I shaved my sides. I said it earlier last year. I mean late last year that I said I was going to eventually do it. I finally did it, so it, it looks really good. And I cleaned up in the back, too. I, 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 I was looking real good. Anywho, <laughs> specifically, uh, I mean, I don't have, like, a certain person I would say that uh, motivates me besides, like, the people that are in my everyday life, which is, is my mom and stuff like that. <laughs> but I would say one thing that motivates me on an everyday basis is me journaling since my journal. <laughs> I love this thing, and I will journal whenever I personally feel uh, anything. I'm talking about anything. If I have, uh, even if it's like a periodic thing, um, I would specifically just write it down in my journal, and um, 
almost shows like an era in my life of how I felt or how I learned something. And I'm looking down a lot because I'm looking at some of these pages and they're like filled from head to toe. Uh, yeah, and she only allowed me to read the things that she wants me to read. I Otherwise, mean, I don't know what a journal is. I like that. I mean, and that's her personal. That's her personal notes. That's her personal details about how she's feeling or whatever. So I don't, I I don't really try to invade on her privacy on that part. What she want to share with me, I expect it. I respect it, and I read it, and we talk about it. Yeah, basically that's what we do. So she do that. Yeah. She journal. Yeah. Even when you, you can also say on your phone as well. Yeah, I do. For she have time. dreams at times. Oh yeah. And the times that she have those dreams, she would wake up and she would start typing what happened. As best on as I can, dream. because as you fast know, as you can, yeah. Because and how the brain too. functions anyway. When you wake up, sometimes you can remember things off like fourth rip that you can say to other people right. later on in the day, right. or either it's like immediately when you wake up, what happened. What was that? Because sometimes I have a dream. I wake up. I don't even remember. Same. And that's what had been happening to me lately. And, and I think I realized more in general with my dreams, the more quote unquote complicated or my life, I'm going through some trials and tribulations and stuff like that, or how I personally feel mentally, the dreams get heavier right. for me to remember. That's the thing. Excuse me. That's the thing. So I'm like, I don't know. Because so, sometimes the dreams like almost correlate a little too well. In right. a metaphoric sense, and it's, it's it's some of them are like kind of weird. That would be another topic we can discuss because I know with dreams or with sleep, period. Yeah. yeah. You know, they say you dream about things. Things happen during those dreams. It's something has to do with the present life. Yeah. But it has to do with those thoughts. Those thoughts that you're having yeah. before you go into a deep sleep. Yeah, it's always like that. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I don't know who said it. I don't know where I remember it from, but it could have been from school or yeah. something, you know, but, being in college or whatever. But what's the topic again? <laughs> Motivation. Yeah. Let's move on to that. I mean, I, I going back on that for just two more seconds. But uh, with dreams and stuff like that, uh, I said to you before that I wouldn't mind doing like a short film or some of my dreams because they get chaotic and you have to understand my brain on where it's at. Yeah, yeah I never read some of your stuff. So it's I'm like, like woo, all world. right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, motivation. So I specifically, this is how much I love y'all so much. Uh, specifically, I've written down a couple things over here off of like, this is going to be my year, my growth, and my mindset of certain things. And saying hello to 2024. Okay. So, <laughs> like, That's so, good. This is how much I, I consider y'all and love y'all so much. So, I'm going to read a couple things on this piece of paper because we ain't got all day. But that motivates you every day. Yeah. So, this is the growth mindset. Not saying this is my original idea, but I did like the, you know, some of the things on the sense of on this piece of paper. Okay. So. Let's hear the more I practice, the easier it will get. That is true. Yeah. And which is very much very true. And, and it's on the sense of having the right approach on bouncing on to this next one. Feedback is constructive. Yeah. Constructive criticism. And some of y'all need to learn how to take constructive criticism because not a lot of people know how to take it and, you know, let it marinate and be like, okay, let me learn from it. You right. know what I mean? Right. So 
having that mindset in general, like, okay, this is some feedback. Let me just, you know, let it sink in and maybe it will help me coming to do X, Y, and Z. Coming from a young mind and a person who's been a manager and had to do performance uh, appraisals and performance um, write-ups and stuff on mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. annual performance review, mm-hmm. to do that and give that constructive feedback to people. Mm-hmm. Someone would leave those reviews very, very upset because they're thinking that we were talking negative about them, but you and were only showing things that concern. areas areas that needs improvement. Yeah, and uh, so it, it also depends on the person that says that stuff too. If it's constructive criticism, you know, you want it to sound genuine and authentic yeah. as possible. And it may come off a little harsh, but, but it just depends on how you say it or word it, in my opinion, that can... When I did that, I made sure that I had an example. Yeah. And not just a recent example. Go back and let them know that it was the consistent thing that they were doing mm-hmm. that need to be improved on. Yeah. So once I was able to back up what I was doing, mm-hmm. and the reason why I said something in that area that need to be improved, mm-hmm. then they were motivated to change. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, some people get stuck in their ways. And if you right. don't say that, hey, this is not a good behavior. Hey, this, this is, is not, not right. healthy for you, That's you know, and this and that, they're going to continue to do it. Right. And they because they thought that no wrong right it now. was right. Right. You know, so with me in that area, um, I just, and you, you just have to know how to say it. Right. This thing, the delivery mm-hmm. is, is a big thing when you're saying something to people, especially right. when you try to, I know it's motivation, and you're saying you're giving them constructive feedback or it's uh, constructive criticism. Still, you motivate them in a way, trying to nurture them so they can change that behavior. Yeah. And once they see that, oh, I see what you're saying. I got, I got um, good feedback or a good when when I say something to somebody, mm-hmm. then their response back to me was better mm-hmm. than what I said how but been saying it in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's always the delivery when it when it comes to because you can come off and you can say some things and you may not mean to say it in when some people they 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 gonna say it and they just gonna say it they right, care, right, right. They care less about how, how it comes right, out. So it depends on delivery in my opinion. Right. How but you then say it. sometimes when you say something to people and you say it because okay that's me. That's how I, I say things but if somebody come back and say it to you in that same format, you probably would see it differently right. because the way you say it to them and it, it comes back to you in that same format, now you'd be like, whoa, that was, that was harsh, you yeah, know, yeah, but you yeah. say it. But you want to make sure that how you deliver things to people and how you want it to be delivered to you, yeah. then that's how you, what you put out there is what you're going to get back. Because mm-hmm. most of the time when you, Combat it with somebody. Right. Nine times out of ten, that person's gonna come back with that same force. Right, right, right. So if you come to them in a manner, oh, okay, I'm open. I'm open to feedback. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this to you in this format, like, hey, Imaria, you know what you did yesterday? Not saying that you were wrong, but maybe if you change it and you do it this way, then the outcome probably gonna be a little bit different. Yeah. So if you, if I'm telling you what you did, I wouldn't say wrong, but, but what sense, you can do that can make it better. better. Yeah, you know, 
and then in that format, you you try it, mm-hmm. and you be like, oh, it was a better approach, way. better than right. what I personally right. thought about. So if, if I can give you that example and show you the response that you probably get back from someone, and it you you can you can do things with the hardest individual, the person that you feel like ain't no way in the world I'm gonna break this wall down with this person. Sometimes the approach is gonna take one, two, three, four times before the individual bring down that wall. Either because you don't know what wall. happened for them to put up that wall. Yeah, yeah. Because some people probably been disappointing to them over and over and over and right, over again. Right, right. And now they you will have to prove to them I'm not that individual. Mm-hmm. So give me an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. most of the time people will put up a wall and they feel like, oh, this happened in the past, ain't nothing gonna change. Right. So if you if you have that in your mind that nothing is gonna change and people keep disappointing you, that person who's trying to make sure that they they're showing you they're not going to disappoint you. They done showed up for everything that you asked them to show up for, mm-hmm. but you still have that wall up yeah. because of that fear of somebody disappointing you. Mm-hmm. Until that person show me they're going to disappoint me, then I can say, oh, okay, then let me pull back so I can't consistently depend on them. But if you got a good excuse, you got a good reason for not showing up for that particular time, then I'm more understanding. But if you're doing it and just to be doing it, mm-hmm. then, okay, then you're not that person that I can depend on. Mm-hmm. So it's certain things you can ask people. You Just think about it in your life. You got certain people that you know that's consistent. You got certain people that you know that you can ask for, for things, and they're going to be there for you. And then it's other people you can, if it's like, hey, I need a ride to work. Well, I know I can't call them because they ain't going to be here on time, and I'm not going to be at work on time. But you're going to have that person that you can call on for any particular reason, and they're gonna be there for you. So those are the people that you can connect with on any on any given day. I mean, like I told you all before, me and my best friend been friends for over forty years. We may not talk on a consistent basis, but when we do connect, it's like we never skip a beat because we have the connection with each other, mm-hmm. and we just pick up where we left off at. Mm-hmm. I have several friends like that. I got another friend that hey Yolanda. I got another friend that we've been <laughs> friends with for a long time, and we can just get back and we can talk to each other and we can connect because it's almost like that we on the same page when it comes down to things. She just mm-hmm. had a birthday too. Yeah. Happy belated Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Love you, friend. Yes. But it's just that, you know, and those people motivate you. Yeah. Those are the ones that's going to push you. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And I'm like, you motivate me to do everything. You, what, what you going to do? <laughs> but those are your cheerleaders because they see something in you that you don't yeah. see in yourself. So I like to keep my my circle is small. Yeah, child, you really went on a rant. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you but went it on all, a rant. I, I let all, her talk. It all it. leads back to motivation yeah. because when you asking somebody to do something as far as changing, you motivating them to yeah. break a bad behavior yeah. and turn it into a positive behavior. Yeah, that's and mostly you, why you, I write, write down these things anyway, right. because I'm and, trying to help myself. And once, bad once behavior. those behavior change and you motivate them to change and, you, and they see the positive results from you asking them to change that behavior, then that's going to open up doors to opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So one thing that motivates me, and I've written it down, and I don't know if you all can see this or not, but still, Denzel Washington. This is one of his quotes that he said to a group of 
I think, aspiring actors mm. that were um, at a workshop or something. Mm-hmm. And I watched that workshop, and I watched him speak it. And then when he said this quote, dreams without goals are just dreams, and ultimately they feel disappointment. On the road to achieving dreams, you must apply discipline, but more importantly, consistency. Because without commitment, you will never start, but without consistency, you will never finish. So, great job, Denzel. (laughs) You know I love you, Denzel. (laughs) When I broke that quote down, because I even understood everything without even... uh, I always say break it down. You can break down each sentence, to right. be honest with you. Because I had a dream, okay? You had a dream. But what you going to do about that dream? Yeah. I always say, do you want you the dream said, to be a reality, or do you just right. want it to stay a dream? You know what I mean? If you want the dream to be reality, you're you going to have to work goals. And like, a lot of people, Set goals for those A dreams. lot of people say this, too, is like consistency is key. And yeah. also yeah. on the sense of... um. Just being, if you want, if you want it so bad, you're gonna work for it, right? You know? And that's like a a kid in school. I want an A. Okay, you want an A in a subject. Okay? How we're we gonna get there? How we gonna get there? Now we got that's to set how goals. the teacher would say. How we gonna get there? We got to set goals to get that A. Are we studying every day? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not studying every day. Maybe you want so, a tutor or something, right? And just uh, some it hacks a kid that uh, they can help you with it. Help you, not copy and paste help you you know so you can learn the material mm-hmm. so you start doing that be consistent with it if i need to have 15 20 minutes of studying habits a day be consistent with it flashcards flashcards something something uh, I, I know read flash- your book whatever <laughs> study buddy yeah i used to tell my students all the time get a study become a part of a study group or have a study buddy yeah because somebody's strengths Maybe the other person weakness. Right. And then, you know, it's it's always going to be somebody stronger than the other in that group that can you can pull from. Mm-hmm. Then you can motivate each other. Hey, we study in the day from three to four, right? Okay, let's get together and study. And now it's no excuse as far as getting together. You can Zoom. You have Microsoft Teams. You got FaceTime. You got FaceTime. You got uh, Skype. You got all the things. You got everything that you need to do in order to get together and to um, study. Yeah, yeah. It's just that consistency. You And then you got to be committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not committed to it, then it's just still going to be a dream. Mm-hmm. But let me throw this on you for a second that I have written down over here. Mistakes are valuable. Oh, yes, definitely. That that That's key right there. And a lot of people, and like I said, this is bouncing off of what we're saying right now. It's more sense of people think, Oh, I made this, or at least this dream did not happen the way I wanted to right. in the first place. So they give up on it. Maybe it's what the methods that you did. Maybe it's the process that you did or anything like that that didn't turn out the way that you want to. Right. And you just drop it on the floor and you're like, I don't want to do this no more. Push you away from my desk and go back to bed or whatever. But mistakes are fine. That's the thing. And the thing is uh, learning from learning. Learning, learning from those, from those mistakes. mistakes. And yeah. the thing is, it could be learning on the sense of, hey, I did X, Y, and Z wrong. Let's try this method instead. Right. Or either on the sense of, oh, maybe uh, if I ask this person why everybody like leave from my circle, why did this happen? Maybe I could have a better understanding with it. Or either on the sense of, um, 
maybe this company is not for me. Let's just leave from this and we can move forward from this. You know what I mean? Making those certain mistakes. But it's just learning from them. Because I know from my own personal life, a lot of workplaces, you know, I enjoyed them for a, for a season, mm-hmm. for a moment. And then I leave. That's how I am, especially if it's not like benefiting me mentally, physically, or even on the sense of money wise. But <laughs> sometimes you have to stay there and work hard, and the money is going to come. If it's if it's a job that, that you, you enjoy, mm-hmm. it shouldn't always be about the money yeah. because the money is going to come. Yes, and I'm, I'm like saying, I tell like, you all for the my time, circumstances, yeah. not for everybody, yeah. but I'm like. For my circumstance. Look for a career, yeah. not a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I can say I learned from that because I, I'm not going to expose whoever because that's my own business. But <laughs> anyway, uh, here's here's this one. I could try a different strategy. That's why I was bouncing off of what I was saying earlier on the system. Maybe doing X, Y, and Z is not my thing. Let's try something different. Right. So you said mistakes are valuable. Mm-hmm. Here we go. True example. And just think about it. Do you think Thomas Edison invented the light bulb with one try? Obviously, with the information I know, no. No. It was something he wrong was, in there. Multiple, multiple times. Something wrong in there that he had to correct. But I'm sure he was journalizing. He was writing down what. Okay, this, this, this mm-hmm. didn't work. What went wrong so, in yeah. certain areas. So let's try this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. He probably tried, and I'm sure it's not probably, his attempts was multiple times before he got that light bulb to work the way mm-hmm. he wanted wanted to work. Mm-hmm. All right, here's another example. If you go back and you think about, um, say, Thomas Ford, as far as, well, I would say Ford. It may not be Thomas Ford, but... When the inventor of the, the Ford Motor Company. Uh, yes. Look at how things evolved over a period of time mm-hmm. when it came to that. Mm-hmm. The Wright brothers, mm-hmm. as far as the plane. Look how many times they had to put that plane together because they, it's it's amazing how they have black and white footage from that time mm-hmm. with them stuff falling apart. Yeah. It never did get up off the ground mm-hmm. before it got or up off the ground. Like, doo, doo. That's a- so those mistakes that was made or those attempts mm-hmm. that were made that did not I would you could say it was failures or yeah. that was not successful. Put it like that. I'm gonna say that was failures. Those attempts yeah, that those was attempts, not successful that was not successful, then they learned from it. Okay, we did this and that okay, we're gonna go back and we're gonna change the design. Right. And we're gonna make sure that we're gonna do it this way to see how, how it goes. Mm-hmm. That didn't work for us. We're going to go back and we're going to change the design again. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the same way it was with, with the invention of the light bulb. We're going to go back and we're going to change the design. Mm-hmm. So if you doing something and, say, attaining this A, yeah. go back and look at what you're doing now, whereas where you have the lower grade, say it's a C. It could be a B, but you want that A. Yeah. So what am I doing as far as B status? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I'm doing. Okay, so I'm going to change up something as far as B status in order to get to that A you're, status. I'm going to say you're trying different strategies. You're trying different sta- strategies. So you're already successful because you got a, you got a passing grade. Like to do some good ones now. Right. It might take you a couple of attempts in right. the first place. but it, And you may not get that A in two weeks, but it may take you to get that A 
within a whole semester within, within a semester because even half a semester who knows prime example me i had the hardest english and government teacher my senior year in high school oh i could talk about my school experience right too. and if i got a b in one class i got a c in the other if i got a b in the other you know it was it was always fluctuating just, all the time yeah and i wanted to honor roll. I wanted to get on the honor road. It was always one subject that was keeping me from being on the honor road. Mm-hmm. And that's either government or English. Mm-hmm. So my grade was an 84.5 in government. To me, an 84.5, five or more, you round up, it's 85. That was my strategy. That was my mindset as a senior in high school. So you know what Deborah did? I went talk to my government teacher. <laughs> I'm like, and she was, ooh, she was a tough one. They, they, no one believed that I talked to her. And I went to her and I said, Miss Dunlap. Yeah, I'm going to say her name. I said, Miss Dunlap. She's still pressed. <laughs> yeah, I said, um, 84.5 was a B. And you gave me a C. Now, trust me, my heart was beating a thousand miles times per minute when I was talking to this lady because she just sat back in a chair, leaning on them two, two little legs, because it was four legs. She leaning back and she looking at me, and she called all of her students by their last name. And at that time, my last name, my maiden name, was Wilson. And she said, "Uh huh, Wilson. Uh mm-hmm. So you know, when you do uh, every six weeks when we're in school, we had an assembly, mm-hmm. and they recognized the students that was on the honor roll." Yeah. So I talked to her the day before the assembly. And 84.5, what I learned in math, you round it up. It's 85. That's a B. And I already worked hard and, and earned a passing grade in my English class that, that's, that uh, six weeks. You know, 84.5, and I'm going to be not denied the honor roll because of your mindset and, and your C. Came time for that um, assembly. They called my name out. Mm-hmm. I got the honor roll. But I tell you one thing else, too. The next day, she let the whole class know that I came to her and and told her 84.5 is a C. Now, I brought him, Wilson, I believe, you know, I'm just letting you know, let the class know what you did. I'm like, oh, my God, she calling me out. But the thing about mm-hmm. it is it lets those other students know, yeah, she set, she set the tone. In a classroom, but she also set the tone of putting fear in students. Mm-hmm. No one, she said, no one had never challenged her when it came down to a grade, but I did. <laughs> I and she, she, she went. I seen her. You know, we was going to the assembly. I seen her take a left and go back to the um to the office, oh, the, the main office. office. Yeah, but had no idea what she was doing. I talked to her. I let her know how I felt about it. And she changed the grade. Mm-hmm. And apparently the administration did, uh, agreed with her too because it's not like she can go say, oh, 84.5, yeah, we're going to keep it. Apparently they agree with her in some way, yeah. form, or fashion yeah. in order for that to be changed. So still it was that I, I was consistent with what I was trying to do, but it seemed like I was just failing at getting on the honor roll. Mm-hmm. And then when I seen my average in the class is an 84.5, and I'm like, that's an 85. 
That is not a C. <laughs> that is a B. And right. I fought for it. I fought for it. You know, so me being who I was at the age because of you, 16. You said in general that you were like on the sense of just a very... I was mature for my age. Mature and I and stood a very up for passionate child. You yeah. said what you said and I said what I, I did, said. <laughs> but I didn't tell my mom I was going to do it. No, I'm just saying you're the type of person to be like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this ain't right, period. I, I, I stood up for myself. You know, I didn't, I didn't go complain to no other teacher. I didn't complain to my mom or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't complain to my siblings. I didn't complain to no other students. I went to the individual that I knew who was in control mm-hmm. of my grade. Mm-hmm. And I went to and talked to her. I talked to her. I didn't talk about her to nobody else. Mm-hmm. I talked to her. So that's a motivating thing for me at that time mm-hmm. just to go and stand up for myself because yeah, yeah, yeah. not, not many people are going to do that. Yeah. Of course, I can go on a rant and rant and rant. Yeah. But it was just that I was consistent <laughs> in what I was doing. Yeah. And I had to motivate myself to make sure I looked at that grade and I didn't, make, I didn't let it defeat me. Yeah. You know, so that... that I've been motivating myself just about all my life. Yeah, that that's been. Yeah, I look, I look up, and I look in the mirror, and I talk to myself as yeah. far as motivating. Another thing I can, I, I mean, can go on to. I'm not trying to take over the podcast, but another thing <laughs> that I can do as far as motivating myself as well was when you take a job from home, and you are that individual, as far as they call you, a consumer service, CSR. So a consumer service representative, when they call you that and you have to call and answer those consumer questions and have to have that personality to be on the phone, that was one of the things that I did not want to do, but I knew that I wanted to work from home. I had to motivate myself every single day. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to take five, six phone calls within an hour. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Okay, we can do it. And I started writing stuff down, writing the phone down. You know, the, the time that I was on the phone with the individual – but motivating myself to answer the, because that's what I'm getting paid for, yeah. to answer the answer the calls and to service the individual that was calling for the company. So it was just, you have to do, you can't wait for people to come and motivate you. Yeah. It's plenty of things out there on the internet I do. I mean, I have Denzel Washington. I have uh, Eric Thomas. I listen to Eric Thomas. He is so passionate about what he do. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard Eric. But go look at some of Eric Thomas' videos. He's been out there motivating well long before he became in the limelight. He's been making videos, been motivating people and stuff. One of them that one of the quotes that I like for his, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We'll talk about that later. But if you have the time, go look at Eric Thomas' video yeah. and you pull it up, The Lion and the Gazelle. Very, very motivated. I'll leave it down in the description if you yeah. want to listen and watch it. Shout out to Eric Thomas. That yes, yes, he is, he is very good. What else? I'm, I'm like, I went on a rant. I'm you sorry. Keep going on rants, and I'm like over here. I'm like, can I please talk? Talk. <laughs> but, I'm gonna sit back. <laughs> but um, I would say for me, when it came with school, I mean, I was lazy at first because the thing is, I did online school for how many years? Five years. Six years. From your sixth grade. No, Six it was years. seven. Seven years. Uh-huh. Seven years? No. It was seven years. Was it? Mm-hmm. I thought I started in one. Uh, anyway. You started in the sixth grade. Your first year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah your yeah. first year at, um, at middle school, the fifth grade year, 
You did not want to go back for your sixth yeah, yeah, grade yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been doing it for seven, at least I did for seven years. And um, I would say the first three years, rough. I mean, I really was not taking it serious at all. First I, year, rough. You was not. No, the we first didn't understand three, it. The first three years, because the first one, anyway, was uh, school. And it was like, we tried to manage it, and it was like, no, this is not even a good system. Their greatest system. care was different. I must say, the system is not good and everything like that. So it, 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 and the teachers were not contacting me, no nothing. We reached out to them. They would contact us, like, back in, like, a month and a half or so. Yeah, I think it, it was, was it, it was new to them. Yeah, I'm like, it, it was crazy. I didn't like that system, how they had that up. But when we shout out to uh, LACA, Louisiana Virtual Charter Academy, um, specifically with um going over there obviously my first year i was confused it was a new system and everything like that for me and i had to log in to a almost like a zoom meeting with blackboard blackboard meeting anyway and um specifically go to my classes and see students and my teachers some from time to time and um trying to listen and focus on what I'm doing. And they tell me to pull up X, Y, Z, do this, that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this the right buttons? And, and I, after, I would say, going on uh, specifically for, I would say, my whole high school year anyway, I was motivated to do those certain things to get a decent grade. Right. And I say decent because we I don't work for perfection. That's the thing. If I was working for perfection, I wouldn't be doing this. But because I'm an imperfect thing, person. <laughs> even though that you didn't work for per- perfection. It's okay they, to not be perfect. Like yeah. That. <laughs> but the teachers motivated you all. Yeah. They they to, did the best that they can do yeah. to help us to. They uh, gave you all opportunity after opportunity even after attempts, opportunity. Even attempts. Yeah. And like yeah. attempts to do Because they will normally give you again. one attempt. It, it depends on the teacher. True. They'll give you one attempt for a test yeah. or two attempts for a test. Yeah. If they felt like enough students. If they felt like the percentage wasn't there, and I'm right. sure it and had to do with it. Right, and they'll let us all retry yeah. it again. That's the thing. I'm sure it was the administration. If yeah. the attempt wasn't there, or if the percentage wasn't there, as far as the passing rate, mm-hmm. they would open it back up mm-hmm. to motivate the students to do better. Yeah, and, and plus as well, sometimes as well with some of the teachers that will do like, hey, you know, I y'all didn't do this right. I'm gonna give y'all a second attempt, or even sometimes I'll give y'all, y'all even a third too. attempt, and we're gonna review this whole right. thing all over again and see if y'all can do better. And if it's not, maybe I should try something different for teaching-wise. And we're just going to leave it at that. We're going to keep pushing forward because, obviously, right. the semester. Because this whole semester, I used to be out the whole thing, like, the whole year, like, from uh, August all the way to May. But, well, for me, it was for April. But um, they had to cut it in half, like, it's on the sense of um, how college students are. Like, they have their, you semesters. know. Yeah, their fall and winter semester. Then they have specifically their winter to summer semester. That's what they'll do. and Not winter summer, winter to spring, spring semester. Right. And um, they had to cut it in half because of how big the classrooms were getting. That's they the thing. They were getting big. And, and I'm um, like, it's like 60-some Students in the yeah, class I remember there was a hundred students in the class before. I that think was during, crazy. It was during 2020, yeah. 2021, that, that time of the year that classes became um, bigger. Bigger. And during that especially time. bigger for the school. This is probably like the biggest it has been in probably a long time. Yeah. yeah. And um, they had to adjust. 
and so did we and especially for the long-term people that have been there yeah because they've been they had people there probably since 2009 eight mm-hmm. i'm like wow but anyway um they, that's what that's the only thing they know yeah and uh i mean i worked my butt up especially for my junior and my senior year oh i'm like i'm punching through and i'm like do 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 we gonna get through this <laughs> and the thing and, about it is with her being at virtual school I had to be her learning coach. Yeah. So I was accountable as well as she was accountable mm-hmm. when it came down to her schoolwork. Because the so, quickness that the teacher will call you yeah. before me. That's the thing. And or they even should. contact me in the first and place. And they should. So I had a parent account and I had access to her account, whereas I knew what her grades was, what lessons. Because your show would come up with that. Why is your grade a C up in there? Right. Like, and, what less, and then what... what Lessons that she haven't done yet. See, the thing about it is, in school, and I guess virtual, it, it would be it, totally different from well, uh, brick no. and mortar. They gave you a deadline. Yeah, they did. If it wasn't in, well, brick they gave you a due date. Yeah, they I'm, gave you a yeah, due the date. the due date before the final date is when right. it's completely closed. Right. So and if it's not in by that due date, your grade drops. Yes, and that's what happens. And uh, that's how the system is. I don't know if the system has changed nowadays, but know. specifically, that's how it was when I was up in... Uh, Lafka, but I remember specifically uh, around 2020, let's put it like that, mm-hmm. around 2020, I remember that um, I was really, I really wanted to finish out my year with All-Star Cheerleading and really focus on my studies. That couldn't happen as smooth as I wanted to be, not like finish my year strong, no matter what the outcome mm-hmm. is, type sense, but obviously I had to stop because of certain reasons, and um. Specifically, it's almost like it drove me to be like, if I can't have the final outcome like I wanted in the first place, at least I can have an outcome that I know for sure I can work for, if that makes right. sense, which mm-hmm. it was school. So guess what happened? I worked my butt off in school, became an honors student. Look at me go. I graduated with honors. Yeah, you did. I did that. <laughs> and uh, you, you graduated in the top 20 of your class. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, I was proud uh and i even teared up a little bit before we like threw the caps and these art caps and stuff like that at graduation because i didn't think i could push myself that hard to do something like that i'm tearing up right now and (laughs) but specifically with that i'm like whoa i did that yeah and it was time so i would go look i'm like okay she already got that time and done okay all right and i said okay imaria that's good you you (laughs) I ain't even had to tell you to get the work done, but you got it done. So that lets me know that she was motivated to do her work because she know too that if it wasn't done, that I was going to try to motivate her even more mm-hmm. to do what she needs to do. Because she asked me, and and full disclosure, mm-hmm. the reason why she had to work hard as far as the 11th and the 12th grade year, when we first start going through virtual school and both of us adjusting to yeah. the K-12 format, yeah. she failed. Yeah, her first year. Yeah, I did. So and it, it 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 was more sense of a failure on the sense of school not under, helping, not understanding the grading scale. The grading we're looking scale, at A B C, but the, you're not looking at the point. Yeah, I was saying even like the school system platform, how it was anyway. Because even if you did a test or even like sent in like certain assignments and stuff like that, it would take forever for the teacher to grade and stuff like yeah. that. I it, it was just you know it was an imbalance 
system. I period, didn't understand their system at all. I really didn't. And, um, but as a matter of fact, you stayed with them two years. Yeah, I'm like, it was two you years. You did two years. Yeah. And the two years that she was with them, you did fail both times. Both years. And I, it, yeah. Because it, it, I, 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 I had no one really to bounce off to help me, if that makes any sense. Like, obviously, you're my learning coach. But that's all you are. That's the thing. Right. And they, I had teachers. Right. But they weren't teaching me. If that no, makes was, any sense. It it does make sense because we know the, we know the platform because you had nobody there to motivate you. They they just give you the assignment. You had to go through and look at videos and this and that. And basically, you were on your own. Yeah. So that's why I had to find something else for her when she was a junior. And uh, at Lopta, I talked to. Her counselor, and I said, "Okay." Shout she, out to Miss Martin, and uh, that's out there anyway. We love her, and she because she helped me specifically right. get back on track. So I talked to her, and the thing about it, I talked to her, and she made a plan. She said it's it's, it's going to be hard, but she can graduate with a class. She just had to do her eleventh grade, all of her eleventh grade courses, yeah. one semester, yeah. and then when she started the beginning of the next year, she'll be a senior. Mm-hmm. So she had a lot of stuff put like on her. Like half of the year, like my fall and winter anyway. Yeah, it was like seven classes. Yeah, and also on top of that, uh, sometimes they will overlap each other. and it's like, Right, Ugh. yeah, the classes was, you know, one class started this time, another class started that class. Yeah. And then when you became a senior, they added another class. Yeah, and I'm like, I got to email my teachers because like, I'm like, they don't really understand understand my circumstances. They just see the uh, whole right. s- student alignment of ha- whoever. Who need to be in that class? Who's yeah, on their roster? Who, roster. Yeah. That's Who's the on their roster? And so they were seeing that. It was like, oh, she, she done missed a week. She done missed two weeks. And when you I'm got like, into. I had to email them. I'm like, y'all don't understand my circumstances right now because I'm right. like, so I, I have like, classes so to overlap. To, to, but the thing about it, But the thing about it is what I like about your financial class, I guess it was financial fun. government type sense because no, the no. one with Mr. Vining. Oh, uh fun, yeah, it was financial. It was, it was a financial class. Yeah. I, I like how he had that aligned for the students and stuff. And he was very, very motivating for yeah. him. He would open up stuff. It was frustrating to him to open an assignment back up and then they didn't take that opportunity right, to right, do right. better. And almost but, just and then he motivated. then he gave you all so much um so much work went extra, where you can get extra points and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she had so many extra points. I think you finished class about a month in advance. You were done. He was like, E, why are you still coming to class? You ain't got to be up in here. I'm like, but... I want to help. <laughs> right. So I think it was you and another student that yeah. was really, really. You, that we both need... kept coming in the class. He's like, right. we want to help. I'm like, we got nothing else even, to do. You didn't even need the extra points anymore. He's. Because the other class I had to take was ACT and stuff, but that was for my senior year. And, and then um, was, he was he was your financial teacher, but and my math teacher and your math teacher. Yeah. So, but double duty. Now it, he is a very very motivating teacher. I yeah, hope he's still I, teaching because he's very passionate. At, at first, I know our at least first year dealing dealing with him like year on the sense of when I started my senior year. I. He rubbed us the wrong way. Yeah, I'm like, he rubbed us both the wrong and, way. In that like, meeting, you know. And I think it's just on the sense of a frustrating, strict tone. That's all he was. Yeah. It was not on the sense of him being mean or anything like that. Right. It's just more sense. I'm laying this all right here, right now, and you just got to pick it up. That's all Yeah, that because was. by the time that they added you to his class, I think he was like two weeks behind. Yeah, that's the thing. And he and called he, about that. He did that. give a lot of work, but he gave you time to do it. It's yeah. like, 
but but we had to explain to him through via email what it was, and he was like, oh, oh okay. okay. So now I understand. But and here go another thing too, and I would tell people to do this too. So it's just a fact. If you're talking to someone about your student, and this counselor that we talked to, as far as her doing this because for Maria to make sure that she graduated with her class, mm-hmm. they weren't there when we came back. Mm-hmm. So she told me, "I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you this outline that we have right here, and how, how the classes that we have set up for her to take her first semester and her second semester. I'm going to send this to you, so I we mean, can we have it when pictures, we get started. We... And that's what I I was saving grace was me taking a picture yeah. of the screen. Yeah. And I had that in my phone, and I was able to send that to her current counselor. And then she seen what I had, because she's like, ain't no way in the world. This was no way in the world that I could have made that up. Yeah. And by me having that, they were able to do her schedule the way that that teacher, at least that counselor, had it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. She left or whatever. Did uh, Lisa's the principal for like a public school? Yeah, she Texas went somewhere. But by me just taking a picture of the screen, because we were, of course, we were Zoom or whatever it was. Yeah. We were in that meeting. By me taking a picture of it, that allowed her to graduate with a class. Otherwise, yeah. they had you set up where you would have graduated a, a year, year later. Behind, yeah. Huh? But, but that's I, the I mean, hard work you had to put in I and mean, motivate yourself in order yeah, to do yeah, what you had yeah, to do. Yeah. I was a learning coach, of yeah, course. But I didn't have to. I just made sure that she just stayed on track. Mm-hmm. She did because when she had chemistry and all that stuff, I'm like, you oh, like you got you to get a tutor because I don't understand none of that I, stuff. I still got an A in that class, and yeah. I, I only can just thank God about that because I feel bad for that student specifically with that dealt with her and um. Did she end up leaving? In the grade, the final yes. grade that you had when she was there, it was it. That was it. It yeah. was stuck. I, I hope and pray that she emailed those people that did have low grades to like yeah. open up, opened up everything for them to right. complete stuff. Right. But still, though, I'm like, it, it, it still is like a bad. It did left a bad taste in my mouth, and I still had an A. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm like, man. Anywho, let me finish off my little uh little page right here, and um. We'll get into the people that my mom's going to be talking about for Black History. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay, let me explain something before anybody else uh, says, it's like, what is she talking about? What is she saying? Okay, um, I have a co-star. What is a co-star, Maria? Good question. So a co-star is thing about zodiac signs. And you probably think to yourself, girl, what is a zodiac sign? Zodiac sign is specifically a um, constellation that represents the month in uh, the month and date that you were born on, mm-hmm. and uh, in, even it qualifies about the time too because the time will definitely tell about certain ways that you act yourself. Like I'm a Taurus, my mom's an Aries, and um, I'm a May Taurus. She's an April Aries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm an early Aries. Yeah, early you got some Aries. late Aries, yeah. you know, like up until April 18th, right. April 20th, something yeah, like yeah. that. They, so, it, it's and they like, fall into what? Taurus? Yeah, whatever. fall more into Taurus. Uh, no, not Taurus. Uh, yeah. Taurus? Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anywho, that's what that is. And I have an app for Zodiac stuff, and they always would give me something every day. I'll show my mom, like, a couple things that say, like, what does this mean? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I would specifically just look at some of the things. I'm like, 
this did happen today, and even like the do's and don'ts and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is what I did that today without even knowing, without even checking this thing. You know what I mean? And it it almost like it blends into will. Like I don't even check the thing. Like on the sense I'm I'm looking trying to find a path or something. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It, they gave me something for the year 2024, and I wrote it down because I'm like this little word of a not even a quote. It's a phrase, and it said this is what you're uh you're basing off of your 2024 year is going to be. And it says a more fancy output. And the actual is French. And um, it's a Latin phrase on the sense of love of fate. That's what that is. Okay. And um, Or the love of one's fate. That's the thing. Okay. And I mean, the meaning of it is uh, an attitude in which one sees everything that happens in one's life, including suffering laws as good or at least uh are sometimes necessary sometimes i'm not saying all the time this Mm -hmm. is just the meaning of this and and i gave even the shorter meaning a deep acceptance of what happens in one's life that's the shorter meaning and meaning okay so just just accept the card the hand that you've been given exactly that's what i took it as again like especially when they said like on the sense of does someone need to die in your life to make it necessary? What? No, that's yeah. what I first came mm-hmm. to it. I'm like, hold up, let me have a sec- second read about this. And I read it more, and I'm like, oh. And plus, as well, this is based off of a poem. Read the poem. You're going to get a little emotional when you read it. I'm going to show it to you later. Okay. But I'll send it to you through text. But specifically, um, I was I read the whole um, I read the whole poem, and I'm like, oh. This is what happened last year to myself, and I'm like, man, whoa, this is this is this it moved me. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> and specifically, what this probably is gonna sound like Scrabble because that's how my brain works. But I specifically wrote what does this phrase mean to me anyway, or at yeah, least mean for it's, you? It's gonna mean different to each person that read it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like coming to a point of acceptance of all of my. All of my life makes me very happy, or at least makes me feel happy. Coming to acceptance on the things that happened in my life makes me enjoy life more. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And the humbling feeling, and also just feeling blessed on where I stand right now. Okay. That's how I am. And um, specifically, I'm just skimming through some of these things because I'm trying to make sure you have time to say these two people. Um, from the things of me criticizing myself about some things instead of like being open minded, maybe this person did something wrong too, or even on the sense of like, yeah, you did something wrong, learn from it. Right. And um, even on the sense of things that have happened, like tragically, all of a sudden, it's okay to be sad right now. You know what I mean? Just don't say that. <laughs> I mean, just in general, that's how I am. Yeah. But just don't let it affect you, like you said before. Don't let you're don't settle you know yeah. right there in that feeling trying yeah. to move forward move on. yeah you you have the op, you have the i mean and like i said it, it's like uh and but like i said up in here but now i would say it's going to be okay you know what right. i mean and like you can get through this yeah you know and just this little phrase right here it moved me to a point that i read it down you know when i write stuff down that's how i feel mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. and it really I felt something, you know. Right, right. And it's I, I tell anybody, you know, you you do have the right 
to feel sad. Mm -hmm. You do have the right to be upset, but also just don't let that emotion take over you Mm -hmm. and become so overwhelming where you stay being mad, Mm -hmm. being upset, Mm -hmm. being sad, because Mm -hmm. that's going to affect how you live on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I seek, would say seek help. Yeah, talk I'm to say, somebody. I'm gonna say that that phrase motivate me, and uh, it will motivate me from my life onward, right. in my opinion, and just in general, of me coming to terms of loving where I stand right now. Right, that's all that is. But anywho, let's get into your little people. I know we can take a break, and then we'll come back. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, uh, take a small short break. I know this is gonna be a quite a bit of a long episode, but we like making long episodes, okay? I mean, we can, we can put it to maybe an hour, 15 minutes, if, if it be that. Yeah, you, you gotta go. but I love when we do long episodes. It's especially for us to, like, sit down and be like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> what you eat? I think lip- I put some lipstick on my, I my put a little lip gloss on top of my thing. But anyway... Let, uh, let's take a break and we're going to talk about these two young women for Black History Month. So the first young lady we're going to talk about is Rebecca Lee Crumpler. See, mm-hmm. I would have never heard of her, thought about her if I would have done my research. So Rebecca is the first black woman to become a medical doctor in the United States and one of the first African-Americans to write a medical book. Mm -hmm. She published a book of medical discourses in 1883. Mm -hmm. And at that time, when most medical schools did not admit African-Americans and fewer than 300 doctors among the 54,500 in the United States were women, Crumpler's achievements were extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about it is, in her early life, mm-hmm. this how ha- this is how she was motivated to do what she did. Mm. She was primarily raised in Pennsylvania by her auntie, mm-hmm. and her auntie would go around and she would take care of the sick neighbors, and um, she was the influence for her to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she wrote the medical book, uh, wrote the book. And then in, in, in her book, she says, having been reared by a kind aunt in Pennsylvania whose usefulness with the sick was continually sought, I early conceived a liking for and sought every opportunity to be in a position to relieve the suffering of others. Mm-hmm. So that motivated her to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she did, um, her maiden name is Davis. That's just a maiden name. So... Um, she moved to Massachusetts. She was married to Wyatt Lee. Um, he was an enslaved person, and um, and she did take on his name, so she was able to work as a nurse without any form of training or education. Mm-hmm. And doctors noticed her compassion and her dedication, and on their recommendation, uh, Rebecca Lee was admitted in 1860 to the New England Female Medical College, mm-hmm. which later merged with Boston University in Boston. So Lee, that was her married name, because she was married two times. Oh, okay. So she became Rebecca Lee Crumpler uh, to, you know, as far as Lee mm-hmm. at that time. Um, she, she paused um, her education to care for her husband, and her husband was suffering from tuberculosis, 
and she returned in 1863 after his death. So she went back to Massachusetts after he had died. Um, she graduated in 1864, just a year after her husband passed away, mm -hmm. and she was not only the first African-American woman in the United States to earn a medical degree, but also the only African-American woman to graduate from the college. Mm. So the following year, she married Arthur Crumpler. So that was her married name until she passed away. And they had one child. Her name was Lizzie. Mm. Uh, let's see. I got a little bit more on her. So in the meantime, she had started her own practice as mm. a general practitioner in Boston. But in 1865, she moved to Rich, Richmond, Virginia, because this was the end of the Civil War, and she recognized. Now this, this, now you're going from Boston, mm -hmm. so Massachusetts, right. and you're going down, down south. Yeah. And but she realized that it was an urgent care for medical care for people in the south, because it was black people who was mm -hmm. newly free from slavery, mm -hmm. and they didn't have that medical mm -hmm. attention that they needed. At that time, you had to think about mm -hmm. the um, the conditions, the living conditions yeah. at that time, caused them to have certain illnesses. Especially if you and they couldn't, they weren't still allowed to go to a public hospital. Right. If you lived in the South anyway, you probably heard a lot about you know slavery stuff down here in the first place. Especially things that happened after the Civil War and stuff like that. Of how the conditions were mm -hmm. horrible. I'm as saying far, that as the drinking water. Yeah. the food, Find the food, uh, all of that. It, yeah. it was really bad. So she worked for this agency called the Freedmen's Bureau, and it was a government agency. It was formed to help formerly enslaved people and with many black community and missionary groups. She did help provide the care for them. Mm -hmm. And I did go back and I looked at the Freedmen's Group, even though it was a we'll bureau. We'll some pictures and stuff like that for y'all yeah. to see. It was a bureau uh, during the Reconstruction period after the Civil War, the popular name for the U.S. Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen, and Abandoned Lands, established by Congress to provide practical aid. Now, they wanted this group to provide practical aid to 4 million newly freed African Americans in their transition from slavery to freedom. So despite the handicaps, of the inadequate funds mm -hmm. because it was a government thing, but right. it, it don't seem like they were, they, they they gave them the most money and the most attention. Right. The people were poorly trained. The Bureau built hospitals. They did build hospitals and they gave direct medical assistance to mm -hmm. more than one million, one million free people, but you got four million people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then more than 21 million rations were distributed to impoverished blacks as well as whites. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, all the funds did not go to the black community. It went to the white community as well. Um, the Bureau, you know, it shut down in 1872, but some of the things that, at least they said, the greatest accomplishments were in education, not basically as far as helping that community. They mm -hmm. uh, More than a 1,000 black schools was built. And over $400,000 spent to establish teacher training institutions, $400,000 back in that time, that was like it's a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So among the historically black colleges and universities that received aid from the Bureau were Atlanta University, 
1865. Now, today, is Clark Court. Atlanta University. Mm-hmm. Fisk University in 1866 originated the Fisk School. So, it's, you know, Fisk University is still around right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, named for General Clinton B. Fisk of the Tennessee Freedom Bureau, who gave the school its original facilities in a former Union Army barracks. So Howard University, founded in 1867 through an act of the United States Congress, was named for Major General Howard. Hmm. So less success was achieved in civil rights. So for the Bureau's own courts were poorly organized and short-lived and only the Bureau, only the barest form of process of law for freedom could be sustained in the civil courts. So they, I mean, if you had they didn't have that civil law that was protecting blacks back in, the, you know, that time, mm-hmm. the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did close that bureau down in 1872. Mm. So to touch on... Um, Nick's No, just to touch a little bit on her book, just a little oh, bit. Oh, the book, okay. Yeah. So after a number of years, Crumper returned to Boston. You know, she did what she had to do there in mm-hmm. Boston and where she established a practice in Beacon Hill. She focused her medical activity on the illnesses illnesses affecting poor women and children. Her two-volume book, A Book of Medical Discourses, eight, was uh, published in 1883, was specifically aimed at women and the care of their children. And she died at the age of 64 in Hyde Park, Massachusetts, and I did see um, like a two and a half minute video of some women going back 125 years later, and they were able to put a headstone on her grave oh. because they said this lady contributed so much to the medical history, and people would come to Beacon Hill to look for her grave site. They can find it because mm-hmm. no headstone was there. Mm-hmm. So 125 years later, I want to say it's in 2020, 2021 when I when that video was done. But I love how they went about and they were able to do something, even though she's not here because they know what she did for the medical field. Mm-hmm. They went and they they put a, a beautiful headstone um, on nice. on her grave. That's yeah. Nice. That's very yeah. Nice. All right, so I did go back and find Dr. Dorothy Le- Dorothy Lavinia Brown. Um, I've never had a name before. She spent her childhood, and it's just amazing how people can overcome things in their life and become successful. They don't let, let their past dictate their future. Mm-hmm. Um, her childhood in an orphanage and grew up to become the first African-American woman surgeon that deserves some applause in the Mm -hmm, South. mm -hmm. The first African-American woman in the South eventually being made chief of surgery at Nashville's Riverside Hospital. She was also the first African-American woman to be made a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. So Dr. Brown was born in Philadelphia in 1919. Soon after her birth, her mother, Edna Brown, moved to upstate New York and placed her in an orphanage there. Can you imagine being with your mom one day and the next day you're in an orphanage? 
the predominant white Troy orphanage, later renamed Vanderheiden Hall, was her home from age five months until her 13th birthday. Hmm. Yeah. When her mother reclaimed her, by that time, however, the orphanage seemed a safer home than the one her estranged mother could provide. So Dorothy ran away five times, returning each time to the orphanage. As a teen, she worked as a maid and at the Wing, si- the wing Sing Chinese Laundry and determined to get her an education. She finally ran away at the age of 15 to enroll in Troy High School. When the principal realized that she did not have anywhere to stay, he arranged for a foster home in Lo- with Lola and Samuel Wesley Redmond, and they became a major influence throughout Dorothy Brown's life as a source of security, support, and enduring value. So, can you imagine how she felt from five months old to the age of 13? I mean, I, For 13 I, years. Yeah, of being alone by yourself. I'm in this orphanage. This is where I acclimated my life. This is where I took my first step. Yeah. This is where I, I learned my first word. And at the age of 13, you want me to come back and live with you? And think that, okay, everything is going to be okay. Exactly. I've been alone for 13 years of my life. This orphanage has been my home for 13 years yeah. of my life. That's, that's but I'm talking about mentally, like, alone. You right. have nobody, like, not even no family contacted you or anything like that trying to take you in, no nothing. They probably didn't know anything about it. Just that's think the five thing. months old. I'm going to say, that's the thing, you Yeah, know? yeah. So in 1937, when Brown graduated from Troy High School at the top of her class, the Troy Conference Methodist Women awarded her... Detroit. Hmm? I said Detroit. Is it Troy? Troy. 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 Um, She was awarded her... The Conference Methodist Women awarded her a four-year scholarship to Bennett College in Greensboro, North Carolina. She received her B.A. in 1941, graduating second in her class and became an inspector in the Rochester, New York Army Ordinance Department as part of the war effort. Dorothy had wanted to become a physician since she had her tonsils removed as a child. And in 1944, she enrolled at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, and she graduated in 1948. Mm. So after a year's internship at Harlem Hospital, the next challenge was her choice of residency and she chose surgery, mm-hmm. and there were no other black women in general surgery in the South, and she had to forge through almost universal resistance. Can you imagine? She's the only black woman in her residency for surgery, and at that time, you still had segregation right, going on. Right, right, You know, so she said that Dr. Matthew Walker, was a brave was a brave man because he accepted her into the program despite advice from his staff that a woman couldn't withstand the rigors of surgery. So Brown worked through a five year residency at Meharry and George W. Hubbard Hospital to become assistant professor of surgery in nineteen fifty five and the first African American woman to made to be made a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. Describing her drive to persevere, Dr. Brown has said, I tried to, I tried to be, but not hard, but durable. Mm-hmm. Just to, she knew she had to go through some things. So right. from 1957 to 1983, Brown was chief of surgery at Nashville Riverside Hospital, clinical, prof- 
clinical professor of surgery at Meharry Medical College and educational director for the Riverside Meharry Clinical Rotation Program. She also served as a consultant on health, education, and welfare for the National Institute of Health, uh, the National Advisory Council Heart, Lung, and Blood in 1982. Her determination, beliefs, and values helped her to break through barriers and other aspects of her life, too. When a young unmarried patient implored the orphanage-raised physician to adopt her newborn daughter, Brown became the first single adopted mother in Tennessee in 1956. Then in 1966, when redistricting, 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 when they redistricted the area, <laughs> opened the door for a black candidate, Brown was asked to run for a seat in a state legislature. Wow. Yeah. She ran and she won, becoming the first black woman representative to the state legislator in Tennessee. Brown would later resign after a bitter defeat of an expanded abortion rights bill she sponsored, mm-hmm. frustrated in her belief that it had the potential to save the lives of many women in Tennessee. So among Dr. Brown's many honors are the name of the Dorothy L. Brown Women's Resident of at McCary College in 1970. She also received the Humanitarian Award from the Carnegie F. Foundation in 1993 and the prestigious Horatio Alger Award in 1994. As often said, she was proud to be a role model, not because I have done so much, but to say to young people that it can be done. That's All right. beautiful. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to have to stop right here, Mama, because of time. Yeah, yeah I'm time crunch Because, I mean, you got to work, and we got to do all this, then, the third. So... <laughs> I got to edit this and everything like that. But Ooh. we're going to take a little bit of a, yeah, <laughs> we're going to take a little bit of a break. And uh, we're going to end this episode. Woo. That was a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful topic that we talked about. Because you had stuff to say, had a few things to say. Yeah. And especially for us to start off Black History Month correct. We started off Black History Month correct. Yes, we love that. We love it. We love it. And uh, specifically, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode too. Please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us specifically on uh, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and also Spotify as well. And also leave a like on this video. Yes. Click all the links in the description if you want to just, you know, have some motivation or read up what we just read up on a little bit more because we can only talk about a few things because we add in this into the podcast. Right. And plus, on top of that as well, there'll be a blog post specifically by the date that we post this on our website. So go to our website, www.whatsthetopicagain.com. Literally, read the whole thing. We'll have pictures and stuff and everything like that. This is like one of the probably coolest things that we probably will ever do on this podcast mm-hmm. besides us doing the special and stuff like that, our New Year's and Christmas special. Right. And um, please uh, just be kind to one another. Uh, try to motivate, uh, motivate people in the comments, you know. Constructive and, uh, criticism. Yes. And um, tell us in the comments as well who motivates you the most. It could be a person. It could be a phrase that you could say that, mm-hmm. that you abide by, anything of the sort. Just let us know. And um, do you have any final notes, Mama? No, I just want, like you said, continue to make sure that you're aware of how you're talking to people. Yes. Because 
that delivery is um it's key. It, it, it's key, and it can also impact a relationship. Yeah. You know, with with that. So just make sure that you understand your delivery. Make sure that you, like you say, are kind to one another, mm-hmm. saying kind words, um, doing kind things, being consistent mm-hmm. and committed mm-hmm. to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it can change a lot. It yeah. can change a lot in it your life. Now, don't be consistent and committed to doing things that's not positive. Right, right. So make sure you're consistent and committed to doing things that's positive. And that's also going to impact your life. And it's going to impact someone else because you never know who's watching. You never know. You never, and you never know who you making an uh, impression on, right, too. So right. you all do that and have a great week. And uh-huh, uh, we, I can, agree. We, we definitely like the support. So mm-hmm. keep on liking us. Keep on talking about us to other people so we can um, our subscribe account can go up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, hope you all guys stay safe, specifically in these winter streets. Please be yeah. safe. Hey. <laughs> Because winter is coming in strong. Yeah, it prayers for is. the people who uh-huh. really having the bad storms, mm-hmm. you know, further further up north. I agree. Yeah. And uh, specifically, uh, hope y'all guys have an amazing rest of y'all week as well. Uh, be happy, be healthy, yes. and be kind to one another, please. And we'll see you guys uh, next Sunday with another podcast. <laughs>